Hello and welcome to season two of Three Rings Warrior podcast. This season, I bring you the experiences and transformational stories of everyday women making uncommon decisions to change their lives and the lives of those around them. Hello and welcome to Three Rings Warrior podcast. And today we have Kristen Zako. She's a transformational health coach and she has been able to improve dramatically her own diabetes and Graves diseases with the four pillars of her coaching program that she's going to get into in a little bit. Um, but first, I just really wanted to welcome you, Kristen, to the podcast and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me and giving this opportunity to share the transformation of with my four pillars and it's, it's just an honor to be here with you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm, I'm just going to get right into it and um, I'm could you give us a little bit of background about yourself? What led to what you ended up going through in your transfer transformation? Just sort of a little bit of your background. Absolutely. So on the day of my first wedding, uh, which was September 27th, 2003, um, the morning I woke up, I was so sick. And I went through the day and I continued to be sicker and sicker and sicker before you know it. The limo bus takes me to the ER. I'm in the bed. I hear the nurses at the nurse's station right outside my bed slam the phone down and say, oh my God, our bride is diabetic. I was in full-blown ketoacidosis and I nearly died from type 1 diabetes on the day of my first wedding. Wow. A year later, I found out that my husband was a compulsive gambler and addicted to painkillers and I almost lost everything. Wow. I decided to leave that marriage and um, and after I left that marriage, I ended up meeting the love of my life. <laughs> and I also got diagnosed with Graves' disease. So that's two autoimmune diseases that can really just shut your body down. And after being diagnosed with, with two, I felt very defined by my diagnosis. My doctors would say, you know, you're not going to have energy. You're, you're not going to lose weight. Sleep is going to be horrible. You're not going to be able to do the things that you used to do for fear of infection or, I mean, I was an athlete my entire life. I'm an outdoorsy girl. And the thought of getting caught and getting an infection, like I had to rethink. I was in fear. I was in total fear and I felt so defined and the depression started to set in. And um, I, I didn't like any of that. It, it just, it, it made me feel so like a stranger in my own body almost. Mm. Mm. And, and as I started to, um, you know, just get used to the feeling of no energy, heavy, you know, bad sleep, I got used to it because that's just my life now. Everything, the diagnosis was basically everything's just going to suck. Right. And so I got used to that. And then moving forward, you know, other traumas happen. Um, my nephew Danny was, my stepnephew Danny was killed in the Chardon High School shooting. Mm. And when my niece gave birth to her um, baby boy when he was 16 days old, the father broke both of the baby's legs. <gasps> Three months later, my nephew Nick was killed in a car accident. And that was it. It was, it it, that was it. I, I don't have children. So my nieces and nephews, they're my children. <laughs> right. And so 
it was that was the that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back and I went into full-blown full-blown depression oh geez I I you know your experience is tremendous I mean first that you have all the auto autoimmune diseases that you you mentioned and then just all these tragedies that hit your family one after another that's yeah that's huge and um I, I, I just want you to move forward and tell me how you changed it because I don't have any, any, any words to be able to express. Uh, I, I, I went through fibromyalgia. I know what it's like to be in that place. I know what it's like to weigh a whole lot uh, and feel like you have no way of being able to get rid of it. And doctors don't have any results, any, any solutions for you other than we'll try to medicate this a little bit, but this is what you're going to have to live with. And then, you know, but on top of that, all of the other things that you had to experience that put you into this place, um, it would be so easy to stay there and, and to be supported in staying there. Um, and so what did happen? So the turning point was I was driving home from work one evening and the unbearable pain uh, just from grieving and just the depression and the heaviness, I, I, I was... I was in a panic attack and I could barely get my breath. Mm. And I just thought to myself, fuck it. And just wanted to jerk the wheel mm. off the road. Mm. And it was like, whoa, where did that come from? And that moment became the strongest foundation I ever planted my feet on. Mm. Mm. So basically you were able to, in that moment where you were thinking about taking your own life, you were able to uh, instead, something came up inside you and said, no, no, I, I'm not going to do that and create the foundation. I think that a lot of people who might be hearing this, you know, this might be something that they have experienced or have gone through. Um, I know when I went through a, a, a couple of places where I was very much in that same kind of thing, I, it's like you go out for the drive. And I think a lot of us end up having that feeling because it really wouldn't take that much. Um, to, to just, you know, end it, but something happens inside that really says, it's almost that shift where either, either you, you, you end or you decide you're going to move forward. And I hope everybody that's watching this knows that they're too valuable to end their lives just as you were. Um, and so what, what did you do? What was your first step? What was your second step? So my second step was I need help. I need help. I need support. I need accountability. And the doctors for me weren't the answer because they just kept telling me the same thing over and over like on, on replay. And that wasn't, that wasn't helping. <laughs> so um, I started with um, a 30 day challenge of just, you know, consistent clean eating, meditating, moving my body and um, things that I generally had never done before. I never meditated before. I didn't think that I could. I didn't think I knew how to meditate. I can't quiet my mind, like all the stories that we tell ourselves around meditation. And then after, you know, so many times of attempting it, it was like, there are many different forms of meditation. You know, walk in nature is meditation. Prayer is meditation. And so I overcomplicated it. And I share this because I know somebody is sitting there right now listening to this podcast thinking, I don't know how to meditate. I can't quiet my mind. I, I you know, I, I can never get into it. Meditation was big. Meditation was big for me. And then connecting um, motion in nature, mm. that was my ultimate healer. Right. You and know, so I consistently started to do things and to get support, you know, support 
you know, after the challenge and go to retreats and investing in me and, and learning, just learning about the body, learning about emotion and how it lives in our body and how it affects blood sugar, how it affects hormones and just learning so much and investing in me and, and taking other, you know, taking the knowledge of, of healers and energy healers and just moving through it. And that was, like I said, moving motion in nature, ultimate healer. You know, I think that for, for me, when I was moving out of, you know, what I went through, meditation was one of the first things that I did. Although recently I kind of have shifted the way I think about it in, in doing some additional learning. <laughs> and I'm, because of exactly what you said, people hear the word meditation and they think, you know, but that's not true, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's getting into a meditative state. And when we, we, we switch that around to a meditative state, for some people that might be working out, which is what my son does, right? Um, some other people, like you do, a walk in nature, a walk along the beach, sitting there watching the waves. When I was young, I had the privilege of living by the ocean and being able to just go and watch the sunset. That was very meditative for me. Um, and it could be some of the very similar kinds of things where you sit quietly. There's lots of active meditations where there's sound and movement that go along with it. There's so many different ways. And it's like, there's so much more opportunity now for people to figure out what works for them when it comes to that. But then you, you mentioned the other thing that's super important that, that, that I have found is, is the, what we put into our bodies, um, the food that we put into our bodies and everything else, and how that really does impact, especially if we have some kind of autoimmune um, disease or autoimmune something going on, um, being able to, to change that. And that can sometimes be the hardest thing because a lot of the foods that we're used to eating are those comfort foods, are those things that make us feel good from our, from our childhood and stuff. And those can often be the, the hard things to, to let go. <laughs> so, well. Yeah, for sure. I was a total emotional eater. A total what? Emotional eater. Mm, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think for a lot of us who have gone through experiences of trauma, um, and depending on what our childhood was like, we end up sort of burying a lot of our emotions inside. And then we reach for something to make us feel better, like the emotional eating and whatever that is. And really then goes to the mindset thing, which was the other thing you talked about, working on changing that mindset to some other stories that are going on in our head can be so impactful as well. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. And I want to just touch really quick a little bit more on the nourishment piece with the autoimmune. You know, autoimmune, it's, they don't really, I don't believe they really know everything about autoimmune because there's so many different symptoms and flare-ups and causes and things. But food, you are what you eat. You, you, if you're getting food through a window, it's not food and it is impact. It is taking years off of your life. It is impacting you on a neg negative level on so many different ways, your energy, your health, your weight. And I'm a straw. I feel very strongly about this because I know how it used to make me feel. Yeah. And I know that it is not food. So, uh, why, if you wouldn't mind, what, what does your diet look like nowadays? Because it has been so impactful. And I know it is because it's been hugely impactful for me. Um, I, I'm 
mentioned this before, so the audience may know this, but I used to weigh about 365 pounds. And so I've lost somewhere around 150, between 150, 160. I, I still have about 60 more pounds to go. But the biggest thing wasn't like, I got some of it off to a certain extent by doing certain things, but the, the, I kind of got stalled. And it wasn't until I really changed my mind around what food was. And I changed the way I, my, basically my whole lifestyle, not going on a diet, but saying, no, I've got to change this for life. And then the effect that it had on my body, just in the, the not as much pain, that was sort of a side effect that I hadn't really realized I was going to be doing. <laughs> so what did you, what, 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 what did you sort of do? What were, was your eating style so that people could kind of get an idea? And then how did that switch? What did you end up switching to? And what was that, what was going on in your head um, to help you do that shift? So for me, um, I was a carb junkie. I wasn't necessarily a sweets person, but um, I loved carbohydrates, bakery, pizza, pasta. I mean, I don't think I've met a bread I don't like. So <laughs> <laughs> there, there, that was a that was the start, and it was like I really had to get honest. Like, how are you feeling with with the choices that you're making? Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody said to me, "Diet and exercise," that's all my doctors would say. Oh, you got to go on a diet and exercise. If diet and exercise worked, everybody would be fit and feel energized and have optimal health. Right. But those two words suck. Nobody <laughs> likes those words. They hear those words and they think, <laughs> they think torture, punishment and deprivation and restriction. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very cautious of the language I use with myself and the language that I teach and shifting the perspective, the relationship with food, the relationship with motion, which is where I swapped exercise for motion, nourishment instead of diet and mindfulness that. instead of meditation and connecting every, you get all of the above in nature. Mm -hmm. And so now I have a morning routine um, and it's like, like I call it the hour of power, which is even more than an hour now, but, um, you know, I do the lemon water in the morning, getting my, my pH balanced out. I have my, my green drink that I kind of sip on all day. <laughs> I do, I do, um, superfoods. I have not eliminated, but have really cut back, um, the white flour mm. and have come up with alternate things um like ezekiel pita bread i can make mm. pizza with that and and just mm. uh, cauliflower pizza or or chickpea pizza and then i just doctor it up and get creative with it i love to cook and i love to teach people that don't know how to cook or don't like to cook because i keep it simple and i have fun with it and so it's getting honest about the relationship that i had personally with diet and exercise and how it was making me feel the decisions, how it was making me feel throughout the day. And so now I've mastered, um, the energy to sustain the energy throughout the day. And if I start to experience a, a midday crash, I have my go-tos and one's a superfood smoothie, or it's, you know, keep sipping on the green drink or, you know, dance a little bit, get the body in motion, breathe the fresh air in nature. These little tiny tricks do not take a whole lot of effort. They're super simple and they're super fun. I cannot do, I, you can't, and it, most people cannot sustain uh, a bunch of restrictions, a bunch of rules. If, if you trust what feels good and you know and are aware of what doesn't, right. that's your compass. 
Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I, uh, I agree with everything. I know when I shifted, especially now I'm primarily plant-based, although every now and then if someone's cooking bacon, man, I'm having a piece of bacon. I'm sorry. <laughs> and every now and then I got to have some sweet. Um, I can't do gluten. I'm just intolerant to you, to it, but I do do the alternative. I found some great alternative gluten-free kinds of things. Um, and I've just, as over time I've listened, I can't, I'm, I'm 59 now. And so there's some things that my body just doesn't like anymore. More. Like I can't do anything with corn and I can't do anything with, with certain other kinds of stuff. And I have to just sort of listen to it and see it and, 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 and hear what my body says after I've eaten something and, and, and figure that out. But I, I completely agree that if we, but you can't go like, I'm, uh, that's why I don't tell, say I'm vegan or I'm this or I'm that, because I don't know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow. <laughs> And, and treats, we've got to have, we've got to have some excitement in the diet. And, and, cause I get to be in a, in a routine. I pretty much have the same thing for breakfast every single day because that's just, I, I find it's enjoyable and it's easy and I don't have to think about it. And I, that, that's another thing that, that is, I think impactful. And you might speak to this is that when I was shifting from, you know, being uh, very large and wanting not to feel like I felt in that body um, and wanting to feel different. Um, at the time, you, you, you get this, this kind of craziness around food where it's like, it's not just what am I going to eat, but am I going to fail today? Am I going to go off my diet today? There's this constant worry about the food that um, once you, you get into a place where you're feeling better about all of it, it doesn't seem like it's there as much. Absolutely true. And the one thing I can say about that is the power of presence, mm -hmm. being in the moment, because I had found, and being an emotional eater uh, a, a while back, I found that when you, and, and here's the other thing, being diabetic, you have to know where your food's coming from. So that was a really hard thing for me to get present about. Mm. And, and so, cause you always have to be prepared. You mm. can't just not have food. <laughs> you can't, I mean, it, it doesn't work. Right. Um, so, so having a plan or an idea and setting myself up for success, having my go-tos always in my house, right. always like my grab and go, go-tos, my lunch go-tos, like my, I, I, this is how I started. I did three of my favorite fruits, three of my favorite vegetables, three of my favorite proteins. And, um, and that's, and I kept it super, simple, super simple. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when you feel so overwhelmed with all the different emotions and things and thoughts coming at you. How can I simplify this? How can yeah. I have fun with this? And, and that's kind of where I started to go and to talk about like, you know, about what you had just mentioned about, I'm not vegan, I'm not keto, I'm not paleo, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just me. Mm -hmm. I'm just me and making choices that are in alignment with the desired results that I want to achieve. Right. And how That's I want to feel throughout each day. I want to feel energized. I want to be able to show up for things like this and course creation and coaching. And I want to have optimal health. I want to have the results of good blood work and not, and not looking like I have dis disease in my body. Exactly. I think that's so powerful in what you said, especially the idea of being present with yourself. Um, and a lot of us aren't. A lot of us, you know, even myself, where I've been somewhat spiritual throughout my entire life, it's a little different 
to be present with yourself because a lot of times we're focusing on how can i help this person how can i help my family how can i help my sisters how can i help these everybody outside of ourselves and then we kind of forget about us and taking that time i'm a huge fan of morning routines and so taking that time in the morning to just be present with yourself and to allow that best you to be able to come out and figuring out what it is that allows that best you to come out so you are present that's just like that that's the foundation for the rest of the day um and then you can we can really say you know if i put this in me how am i going to feel if i put this in me and it, it's it's even more important if you're in a household where there's a lot of other people and they don't necessarily eat the same way you do um i have some guests in the house right now which are all absolutely beautiful wonderful people but their eating style is very different from mine and it would be so easy for me to take a, a little piece here and a little bit i did have like five potato chips the other day <laughs> but that was okay i didn't eat the whole bag but <laughs> but being able to know that if i eat this i'm going to feel crappy tomorrow i'm going to feel achy tomorrow i'm going to have a headache tomorrow i'm just not going to feel like i succeeded tomorrow um that kind of presence and knowing yourself really helps you say is it worth it to feel like that tomorrow and that's just experience and like you said doing the presence work yeah and it's just the awareness it's like and it starts to stack on top of each other like the like the needle movers like I had five potato chips. What I would say to you, if I was coaching you, I hope you enjoyed every single one of those potato chips. I did. I was very present when I was taking them. I wasn't like trying to in the past, which is, which is, you know, goes back to the other way. I would have been almost like sneaking it almost sneaking it on myself, you know, and, and not enjoying it. And then it would have failed completely, but it, it's so important that if you are going to have your, what will you, a cheat day or just a, an excitement day or a, a, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, you know, that's not negative, but more positive, uh, it is to enjoy that, you know, and, and I, so I, I, uh, I very much celebrated the potato chips. <laughs> I like to call it a moment. I had a moment yeah <laughs> not good not bad just a moment it's a moment exactly i love that a moment i'm gonna have to use that one <laughs> so your your pillars then um give it to me sorry one more time really clear what those four pillars were that you that you went through um mindfulness used. mindfulness is not just meditation it's language you use it's language that, that people speak to you it's what you watch it's what you listen to it's who you surround yourself with being mindful of all of those things nourishment you are what you eat nourishment is um choices that you make that are in alignment of how you want to feel how you want to feel in your health how you want to lose weight or release weight how you want to feel energetically throughout the day and being able to show up. And um, so nourishing our bodies with the good eats is pillar number two. Pillar number three is motion, flow state, whether you're dancing, you're walking, you're hiking, you're biking, you're swimming, pick something you thoroughly enjoy. What is something you enjoy? I had a client that went from the bed to the couch and was always in aches and pains and now she's up to 10 songs on a playlist i told her create a playlist you don't have to leave your home 
hit the thing and, and just start dancing. Motion is the best thing. Best way I can describe this to you is movement is medicine. Mm. Motion is emotion. It will unlock a lot of stuck emotion in your body and allow it to move through your body, which is when we get headaches or tension or, you know, muscle pain or joint pain. It's a lot of times it is emotion moving through our body, trying to find its way out. So motion will dislodge and unlock those deep seated emotions that, that aren't serving your body and causing disease. And then number four, which is, I can't even, it's like nature is everything because we are nature. We are forces of nature. And when you get out into nature, you get the mindfulness piece, you get nourishment and you are moving your body. Whether you're doing breath work or you're going for a hike in the woods or you're going for a walk on the street, connecting motion in nature is the ultimate healer. And if you're just getting started, my best suggestion is 10 minutes. Mm. 10 minutes of walking, 10 minutes of journaling, 10 minutes of reading. Your mind is in flow state if you're journaling or you're reading, mm. or if you're doing breath work and meditating. It's still considered flow state. You're still doing some form of motion. So give yourself some credit for that. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes a day of walking to get started. Start with 10, right. 10 minutes. And, and for there's, you know, for me, uh, just for everybody that's out there, motion doesn't have to be like, like for me, I have arthritis in my hip. I used to walk a lot. I can't walk very much anymore at, at all. So, but I have a recumbent bike and for me, I can do that and it's helping me realign, but you can even, even if you can't move from the, your hips and stuff, if you have anything to start with, you can just do as much motion as you can with that upper body um, and, and go outside and sit down outside and, and just start moving with just your body, whatever it is that you can do. Like you said, just start with that 10 minutes mm -hmm. and it's amazing how how just that it, it, it releases the pain to a certain extent. And, and as you bring everything together, you'll be able to do more and more. One of the things I found out um, with my own body was that when we do stop doing motion, there's actually more pain because your muscles actually start to atrophy, which then pulls on the ligaments and the cartilage and the tendons. Uh, and, the, and, and it actually increases because of everything going on. You feel like something's tight, but it's not. It's actually that it's atrophying. But when you start to move those muscles carefully to start with, but you start to move it, it, it like you said, it releases the, the pain, but it also strengthens those muscles. So you're not you don't have that pull on the, on the tendons and ligaments and, and you actually start to feel better. Although it's not easy to do at first. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say start with 10 minutes. It's, and because gen typically most of us wake up in the morning and we're stiff, we have aches and pains, joint pain, and then you start moving and it kind of starts to subside a little bit. Yeah. So just make, have awareness around that when you wake up in the morning and when you start walking through your house and you're getting dressed and you're showering and all the things. Notice how you're not quite as stiff as when you first woke up from just, you know, just a, like a sleeping state. Yeah. And even just stretching. Yeah. Just stretching is, is amazing first thing in the morning. I found that that really helps me out too. So Kristen, you've gotten these four pillars, you've utilized them in your life. What has been the impact on your life so far up till now, after having made these shifts, what's changed in your life? My health. My overall health, my weight, my energy, my sleep, all the things that I was told that I told shared with you in the beginning of this podcast, 
all the things that I was told with my diagnosis, it's, they're no longer, they don't exist. Yes, I still have diabetes, type one diabetes, and yes, I still have Graves disease, but they are, I'm managing them like a champ. And even with the ups and downs of diabetes, because let's just be honest, anybody who knows diabetes, I'm sure knows somebody with it, they know that there are so many ups and downs, you don't get a break from it. But with the four pillars that I implement in my life every single day, I navigate the ups and downs so much better than I did in the past. And I'll give you an example. Let's say I'd wake up with 250 blood sugar. Generally, if that's a horrible feeling, you feel like you have the flu, your whole body aches, and you feel like you're, you're nauseous and you're exhausted, you're combative and crabby. I can shift that in 15 minutes where before it would blow out my whole day. Mm -hmm. How has it impacted the people around you too? How has it impacted your relationships with other people, um, especially those people who are really close to you? So it's funny that you asked that because people ask my husband all the time, <laughs> how's Kristen with her diet? Like, how is she doing? Like, it's this... <laughs> It's a secret. <laughs> and I mean, people ask him all the time, you know, like, and he's like, she's great. She, you would never know she had diabetes or Graves disease. She's, she does great. Does she really? Does she, <laughs> how is she doing it? Like, how does she do it? You know, and he's like, she just does it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And it, you it, need it, to it, have it, your card and say, here, call her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny when he tells me that because he's like, they, it's like they're walking on eggshells because of your diseases. When if they, he goes, but he goes, sometimes I forget she has it because she's just so energetic and, and she goes through life and she, nothing stops her. And, and it was a sweet compliment to me, yeah. but, but you know, my family, my my people that I coach, because I'm doing the work, I am being, I'm living the four pillars every day. Right. And I, I think my coaching clients, they see like, oh, she's, you know, she, they, it's relatable. People yeah. see the diagnosis, they hear the diagnosis, they know the symptoms, or they have their own chronic disease. And they're like, well, wow, I want, I want some of what she's having. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, two things there that were there for me is one, how we can truly impact those around us just by being successful in where we are, because you mentioned the idea of walking on eggshells, other people walking on eggshells because of your, your quote unquote disease or what you're going through and being able to show yourself in, in all the beautiful glory that you are in, it, it almost shifts that it, it helps it's like people who have certain diseases, we want to push it aside or keep it quiet or not deal with it or, but you being able to come out and honestly approach this allows other people to be able to say, wait, okay, this is me too. I can take care of this. It's not something that's hidden or quiet or, or they don't have the answers to Maybe It's more talked about, you know, and if we could talk more about it, then there's more ability for people to find those solutions. And then 
the other side of that is you're authentic in what you're doing and what you're 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 not somebody that's like way up here and I can't ever reach that um, for somebody who's working with you. You're 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 actively doing it every single day because you know if you don't do it, you're going to go back to where you were before. Um, and that 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 process and that knowledge is like you said is so relatable to whoever it is that you're working with. Um, that is huge because they know you know what they're going through. One hundred percent. And the one thing. It's not just disease, like it's grief and trauma as well. Mm. The four pillars are a universal language. And that is what gets me through tragedies, traumas, ups and downs with, with how my diabetes or my hormones or whatever is happening. Implementing those four pillars consistently has changed my life and it's changing in a, as a domino effect. So showing up for me first, so I encourage my clients, you show up for you first, you take yes. the action for you first. Yes. So showing up for me first is giving other people hope and permission to do the same for themselves. Because a lot of people have this block of, of putting you first is selfish. Right. Absolutely. I say, so what? Fine. If it makes me selfish, if you're going to label me selfish because I'm doing the internal work for me, to have to have the results I want to have so I can then share with my people or my family or the people in my communities. Yeah. So be it. Yep. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I used to be in the place where for me, I had somehow gotten into my head that love means giving everything you have to everybody else. Um, and it was, it took, it took my husband leaving me, <laughs> that's, the, that's the second husband. The first one was a, a abusive. And then the, well, and then this one was the, the just recently the breakup a couple of years ago. Um, I carried all that baggage into that, and it took him leaving me for me to start to say, "Okay, I can't just keep giving everything I have to everybody else because all it does is drain me out until I am not who I am, and then people don't want to be around me." Um, and so I realized at that point I had to love me first. And sort of like what Lisa Nichols says, and it kind of really kind of hit me in the head is, you know, you have to fill your own cup fill your own cup up first and then give to everybody else from the overflow. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't do, if we, we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not wanting to grow and we're not giving ourselves all that stuff to do what we need to, we don't have anything to give to anybody else. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the moment that I fell into radical self-love with me, wow, wow. And I just want to share with people who are having like maybe body image issues or wanting to release some weight and they're like looking and comparing and all the things. When I first got diagnosed with diabetes, I was smoking hot. My body was perfect to me. It was perfect to look at. And I was dying. Right. So I am 20 pounds heavier than I was when I first got diagnosed with diabetes. And I feel amazing. So when you're looking at yourself, judging and comparing, or you're looking at yourself on, at a number on a scale, mm. check in with how you are feeling. Yeah. That's what's most important. Are you, are you feeling more energy? Are you feeling more hopeful? Are you feeling more gratitude and appreciation for what your body does for you mm. every single day? Right. And that's I, I, shift. I, I absolutely agree. Um, for, I know that for a lot of people and for myself, the first thing I had to do was, was learn to love myself um, mm -hmm. before I actually started losing the weight. 
And it was the mirror work, going into the mirror saying, I love you. I love you, Jocelyn. I love you. And of course, the first time you do it, you're just bawling, right? You're just crying. Um, but then the more you do it, the more you believe in yourself. And the other thing that I ended up doing that was really impactful for me is I stopped criticizing other people and especially other women, because we get into our heads, this idea of, you know, when we're watching TV or anything, why is she doing that? Why is she wearing that? Why is her hair like that? Why is this, this, this? And I realized the more I'm doing that outwardly, I'm doing that to myself too. Um, and when I, when I just started seeing the beauty in every person and that, that allowed me to eat, open my eyes even more to the beauty in me. Now that doesn't mean that I don't sometimes look in the mirror and the first thing I go is I zero in on something and I, and that negative feeling starts to come up. I, that does happen, but now I have tools to say, whoops, nope, let's interrupt that one and say, that's absolutely beautiful because it is me. And the more you give to yourself and the more, like you said, fall in love with yourself. And I love that idea of releasing weight, not losing weight, just releasing it. I love that phrase. Um, the more we do that, the more we fall in love with ourselves. And the more, for me, it was like, if I loved somebody, like if I had a partner, how would I want that? How would I want to love them? And how would I want them to love me? And then I said, well, that's how I have to love me. I have to give myself the goodies, the treats, the pedicure. I have to go and if I wanted to, I, that, I choose me, right? I, it is all about me first. And then that gives me the ability to give to other people. So all of that, I just love the way you have put that all together. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's the work. It's the work that we get to do. We don't have yeah. to do it. It's nope. the work that we get to do. Nope. And I just, I, ha I have so much gratitude for, for this work and showing up for me, loving me, appreciating my body and what it does for me every single day. Absolutely. So you have a couple of things that are coming up uh, that the audience could grab onto. I know you've got one free event and then you, you I think you might have some other things as well, right? Yeah, so um, the free uh, course is you go at your own pace. It's it's broken down into, you could do it all in one day if you want to. Um, it's called Mini Mindset Reset. And what it is, is it's a breakdown of the four pillars, simple little nuggets for you in there to kind of shift perspective. And um, that's totally free. And uh, you can register and get started as soon as possible. So if you're listening to this podcast, take the action. Like this and is an action step for you. I actually have the link in the information box below. So you can check that out. There's a link for that below. So they can look at that. Awesome. And then I have um, my one-on-one -on -one 12 week total transformation. That's when you and I, we meet once a week via Zoom and we go through each phases of the subconscious, the self-sabotage, the habits and how we remove those and switch it with something else, but something else that we enjoy. Mm. And that's so important is something else that they enjoy. Because like you said, it doesn't help just to have stuff thrown and say, you have to do this because then you're like, yeah, I'll do it for two days and then not do it. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I can, I, can send you, I can send you the link to that as well if you okay. like yeah um, I'll have both those links in the information box below so people or can or they can email me they can also email me if you awesome. have that awesome perfect perfect and we will have that there um so let me I'm going to go back to these um I think we hit most of the thing. Was there anything else that you wanted to, that we had, did not hit that you felt was important to bring out or did we hit pretty much everything? Uh, I think we did 
we, I think we got it all. It, I, it feels really good in my body and I trust that. It feels so good. It feels impactful. It feels like it's giving people hope and permission. And that's the mission. Yeah. That's the, my purpose and, and my passion is giving people hope when they're like, oh, I'm just going to, I can't do this to, whoa, this is my opportunity. This is my moment. Exactly. I love that. I mean, I have three last questions for you in half a second. First, be sure you go ahead and hit that like button below and hit the subscribe. It makes a huge difference for me on the podcast if you do those two things. And then hit the little bell so that you're notified every time uh, I have a new episode that comes out. Um, and uh, Kristen, I have three last questions for you. So if you could meet anyone in the world, past, present, or future, who would that be? Whoa, that's a big one. I, if I can meet anybody in the world, past, present, or future, who would it be? Oh, girl, you're putting me on the spot. There are many. Um, wow. Uh, okay, take your time. Yeah. Anybody in the world. I would have to say God. Okay. I would have to say God. Um, just because he, I believe and I feel like he is the life force that's breathing through me for me and putting me on this path of service. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, what is your favorite movie? <laughs> What's my favorite movie? Oh my God. I love to laugh. So they're very silly movies. <laughs> I, I love, oh God, my one favorite. I don't know if I could pick one favorite, but the first one that comes to mind is Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have seen that one. I'm not a huge comedy fan, but my my ex husband and his kids love that stuff. So yeah, they've seen that. <laughs> and of course, it would be like the silliest one, but it, 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 there is not a time I watch that movie and don't laugh my buns off. And laughter is medicine. So For there sure. you go. Absolutely. Okay. And the last one, if you could leave only one message at the end of your life, what would that message be? Fall into radical self-love with you and appreciate the body and the moments that you have in it every single day. I love that. I love that. Fall in love with yourself, fall in love with your body and appreciate it every single day. That is a beautiful, beautiful message. And Chris, show up for you first. Yes. <laughs> show up for me first. <laughs> Uh, Kristen, I have just enjoyed our time together tremendously. I love what you have, your approach, your four pillars. They, they are beautiful and they are very holistic. They've got everything in there together. Um, I really appreciated you being on the podcast here. People know where to find you. The links are down below in the information box. So be sure to check out Kristen's work and connect with her. Um, and again, just thank you so much for being here. It was an honor to be here. I, I, I thank you so much for inviting me. And this was so much fun. And I know it's going to make an impact. Awesome. Thank you again. And everybody celebrate life and soar free. <laughs>